Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Tellage Talks. And hey, we've hit 30 episodes, and it's been a great build, and we certainly appreciate all of the support that you guys have given us as we move forward here. Steve Trevisano is the head football coach at Menor High School, one of the top high school football programs here in the state of Ohio. And if you know anything about high school football, you know that the state of Ohio is among the top states in all of America in the attention it gives to high school football, in the product that is put there on the field, and obviously in the guys that go on from the high school level to the collegiate and then the professional level. It's pretty astounding. In fact, one of Steve's top players that he's had over the past, oh, 22, 23 seasons as the head football coach at Menor is Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. And we'll dive into Mitchell's past with the Cardinals and also what type of a young man he was under Steve Trevisano and uh, the football program at Mentor. A lot of other topics. Why does Mentor play that kind of up-tempo type of football? And who was one of the individuals that was kind of instrumental in getting that program to have that kind of a bent? in terms of how they run their football program. We'll talk about that with Steve. And the biggest issue with Steve is this is his final season as the head football coach. And so I wanted to sit down and chat with Steve about what's been going on with his football program, why he enjoys coaching, what his philosophies are about uh, leading young men. Quite an interesting guy and a good person and obviously very successful in what he does. This week's edition of Tellage Talks, it's Steve Trippisano, Coach Triv of the Menor High School Football Cardinals. Coach Triv, uh, please explain to me what happened the one day that you got up and said, I, I've coached a long time and I, I want to kind of explore other options and see what's up. Well, you know, it's one of those things you always are keeping in mind you know I've always said from the beginning I didn't want to stay too long where I couldn't give the kids what they deserved and you know I think I'm still doing that and and like doing it and you know just felt it was a time to see what else I want to do and and uh we'll, we'll think about it come January when we're done here at Mentor and and move on but you know it was something I've been thinking about for a while and let, let's see what else is out there for me mm-hmm. let's go back 23 years or so <laughs> wow. when you took over um, the way you were raised, the way you were brought up, what parts of your development do you think led you to the point where you felt confident enough that you could become the head coach of a, a big high school football program like Memphis? Sure, well, you know, I was lucky. My father was a, a longtime football coach. My uncle was a longtime head football coach. So when you, it, it kind of grew up around it. You know, I got up when I was a little guy and dad three in the back seat of the station wagon before they seat belted you in and, and, uh, took you to two-a-days and you stayed there all day in August and you know so I grew up around it and grew up around my uncle and my dad and, and all that so football's been a big part of it and you know I think I was well trained and well prepared from them and then obviously the people I had coached for over the years and you know I, I felt it was I, you know I was a guy who can change this place and get this where it needed to be. Who were some of the figures that kind of helped you in your development aside from the family that really cultivated your love of football sure you know I, I was lucky Charlie Mental, who was uh, one of my coaches here and Ness Janiak were both here and I got to be a part of them and then obviously I started with um, uh, Steve Wilwall out and uh, Anthony Wayne 
Um, you know, had some great coaches I played for at Bowling Green who helped along the way. And, and you know, I spent some time with Donnie Anderson and, and, and a lot of the guys around here had helped, uh, you know, John Gibbons and Chuck Kyle and Russ Jakes and all those guys when I was an assistant going around and listening to and talking to them. And so it was just a lot of people helped me get to where I'm at. And, you know, I learned a lot through them. And I think to try to do the same thing since I've become a head coach and help young guys to, to do the same. When you were an assistant in fact-finding and talking to the Jakeses and the Kyles and the Gibbs, Gibbies, those guys, uh, what were some of the common threads that you, you maybe kind of uh, helped forge kind well, of your you makeup know, I, as a coach? I think you got the, the idea of how you do things. You know, I watched them and, and the, the role models they were and how they worked and the time they spent in the game and you know how John did this on defense and how Chuck did that on defense and Russ on offense and Donnie Anderson on offense. So you know, I got to see a lot of different things um, through different people, and I think that's that's the way you learn. Uh, you know, and uh, Nick Toth, who's over at Strongsville now, is a big part of that, and just learning from these guys and and different pieces from different people how they do that. And I think you, you develop and then you take your own style of what you have and you turn it into into what your program is it's it's a constant process of changing and learning and you know we still even this past year went to five or six different clinics and spent time with different people so you're always learning and and developing tell our listeners how important that is and i can as an aside my father was a longtime businessman and i could recall in his early 80s he was still going to conferences to try to to better his knowledge of that his craft and that's what coaches have to constantly do. It's always being done. And, you know, from the time you end, so we'll end on, uh, what we end on a Friday night last year, that we were in on Monday, you collect the equipment, which I won't miss that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you collect the equipment, and then the next day it's in the meetings. You know, what's our strengths? What's our weaknesses? And we work for that week trying to decide where we at you know I meet with every kid and in, in, as soon as the season's over and where they're at so then then we look and say where do we need to go and what do we need to develop now yeah, you see the men are offense and the men are defense it looks the same but it's always different you know we would get different personnel different people so you're always adapting you're always learning you're spending the month of January February March you know learning what you need to do and then you're implementing it in March, April, May, June, July and, and hopefully it, it worked out well. I can remember back in, in 01 we started some no huddle stuff and we started some shotgun stuff and then in 02 we knew we had a really talented class coming and um, you know, I knew what we wanted to do and then we I knew this longtime wide receiver coach from Notre Dame named Erwin Meyer, yeah. who just got the BG job, and I was a BG grad. So we went out there uh, probably two or three days in his first year, and we sat down with his staff, and they were gracious enough to teach us. And we just kind of developed this offense, and you know, and each year we're tweaking it to what we do, and you know, and and making it better for what we have each year. And Urban is obviously adapted and adjusted the way he did his sure. thing at all of his different stops along the way. Yep. But you've been here the, you know, for many years, straight years. So the mentor way that you initiated or started when you became the head coach, is it exactly the same, you know, the principles I per se? The, I or, think or the principles are the same. We we sat down a long time ago, and what's our greatest strength here at Mentor? We said numbers. We have a little more kids than a yeah. lot of the people Big around. Big school. So we said we're going to play kids one way, and we're going to try to play fast. And let's see if we can wear people out. So we kind of changed the games 
the way it's kind of been played in high school around here. Um, we really did that, and um, and we've kept those principles. Now, you know, one year we might be five wides, and next year we might be two backs and, and three wides. You know, so we change it based on what our strength is. We're always getting different kids. It's not like, you know, the NFL where you're setting this or college, you can go get this type of kid. So we're always changing. It's the same principles of, of playing fast, of spreading the field apart, trying to use all 53 yards of it. And, and uh, you know, we like to throw a little bit more than some people do. And, and you know, and, but we've developed that. We have a great flag football league. Yeah, I'm kind of curious that. to see about the development. You know, how kids we we developed it through that flag, and then our, our youth to our you know our, our little league football tackle football to our middle school. So we've kind of developed it, and you know when a kid comes here, they know how to catch, they know how to run, they know how to throw. So we've kind of developed it from the bottom up, and it's just kind of carries up. And every year we've got an abundance of kids who can catch the ball and. We've been lucky to have some great quarterbacks over the years, and we always tend to have one every couple of years, and that's kind of made us to where we've been. So how do you project a kid? I remember asking Chuck Kyle the same question, a kid who may be a, you know, a, a sophomore or freshman, and, or let's just say an eighth grader. You see it at the middle schools. And can, can, you, can you picture what this kid might be in three, four years? We, we try. We, we've always had a youth camp. So, you know, we're kind of down there. So well, that kid's got a pretty good arm and we keep an <laughs> eye on them. And we can get a pretty good idea in seventh. And by the time they get in eighth grade, what they're going to be. Right? This kid's got a chance to be pretty good. You know, he's got the height and he's got the athletic ability. And he's got an arm. So they're, they're pretty easy to project it. You know, I could think back to Tom Abbott years ago when he was in, um, when we just started this type of offense. I think he was in ninth grade or eighth or ninth grade. And, Saw him at a, at a camp going, yeah, that's a perfect fit, and, you know. And then we got, uh, you know, and a Chris Jockerman and then Bartansky and you know Mitchell Trubisky and you know, so you're always finding that next kid. And then we came into obviously um, Tadas Tatarunas to to Ian Kip. You saw him as a an eighth grader, and this oh this kid's going to be a really good one. And you start developing and preparing him, and you just keep going. All right, let's talk a little bit about Mitch, because Mitch is probably the most, the one with the yeah, most. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. He's doing all right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's currently employed in the National Football League. That speaks volumes. Let's really dig into what was it about him that you saw young, and then take us through the process of getting him developed as in his early years of development, and then as he matured. We saw real early, because Mitch was always at our camp. Now, now the camp is we run it through him now. Yeah, and that's great. It's a cool <clears throat> and gesture. It is really cool, and and you saw special, and you saw he was bigger, and he was ran well, and he threw well. But most importantly, you saw a kid who was a gym rat. He traveled with us as a little guy. He was a ball boy, and he was always there watching, and he's always there learning, and you just had that something special you saw as a as a. I want to say an elementary kid to a middle school kid okay. to, you know, we brought him up in ninth grade and he played JV ball and got hurt, I think, it partially through his ninth grade year. But we knew we had coming up this kid who had, you know, he had the size and the speed and the arm talent. And then he had that special it factor of he, he loved the game of football and he was going to, you know, I, 
he was going to do what he needed to do to get better. And he'd, he'd spend countless hours here throwing and running and watching and learning and, and doing all those things. So it was, it was, you knew you had it. And then at that point, it was just about develop, developing him each year. And he came in as a sophomore and played great. And yeah. We went to the playoffs. And then his junior year, I think we went lost in the regional finals. And then obviously his senior year, we went to the final four. So, you know, you just watch that development and growth of a, of a special young man. And so how did you hone his skills within the confines of this offense? And did it, mold, did it mold? Did it develop? Did it evolve even more so as you saw, whoa, he can do this? Sure. Wasn't quite certain that he had that ability to do Each this. year it's evolving. And you, in the same way for with Ian now, you're, you take him as a ninth grader and, and you're, you're basically teaching him what you want to do. And, you, and you're starting to work on his feet and you're working on his throwing motion and you're working on his, his reads and all those things. And then the next year, you're, you're putting more on his plate. You know, now all of a sudden he, he was starting as a sophomore and, and you're just trying to get him comfortable and 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 continuing to work on his technique. And, and we do a lot of that in the offseason. You know, you can work with kids one-on-one and he got a lot of work that way of working on his skills. And, and then obviously his junior year, you expand it. And then by the time he got to his senior year, you know, he was putting the whole team on his back. And, and I mean, that was the triple overtime with Ignatius and uh, down 21 to Eds. And, but that you knew you had. But it was just that kid who plays longer, relaxes a little bit more and plays and able to see and do more than that kid who's in the first year. It's just it's just the natural progression of the game. How well could you ride him when he was younger? And I would assume the great ones are those that are not afraid to take um, a stern admonishment from their coach. Yeah, you know, he, he was always, he, he's the kind of kid that was always hard on himself. So he was going to be critical of himself, and he was not going to be sensitive, um, you know, if someone mm-hmm. was getting on him. And he knew it, and he took his coaching, and he's had some great coaching over the years. And, and he took it and developed it and learned from it. And, you know, I, I can only remember one time I ever had to yell at him, and, and he never did that thing again. You know, so it was his he was just special from a lot of different ways in that point. So he gets out of, uh, uh, you know, he becomes Mr. Football, your second one, Bartansky being, Mm -hmm. being the first one. And he goes to North Carolina. How constantly are you watching the development of someone that you led through the halls here in mentor as they go along and, and how much advice can you give them as they move on their, well, their you, career you know, path? At that point when he goes away, the first time is just trying to get him to be comfortable. You know, you're going away a long way from home and just getting adapted. So it's more of being a, uh, somebody to talk to at that point and, and you know just hang in there keep working in those points and then then it, then you start to become a fan as a coach now you're watching them on tv playing and now you're like a fan and a dad watching them play and now and even now I even back when he was in North Carolina it was much easier coaching him than watching in the stands I bet <laughs> I yeah. get a little nerve-wracking yeah oh my gosh yeah but uh it's been fun to watch his development and growth and to see the things he does and, you know, just to see the way he still handles himself as a true professional and just a great person. And in the day of so many crazy characters, it's nice to see that kid do it the right way. How was that as the, the, the excitement was building towards the draft, you know, a couple of years ago, he ends mm-hmm. up being number two, two. overall. Yep. Uh, he kind of shot up in the minds of all the experts in a fairly fast way didn't he he did because he really didn't start until the last year at north carolina and then um you know he played very very well and then you know he's 
he's the kind of tools of what you want in that quarterback, you know, kind of like Baker, a guy who can run around and throw. You know, that kid who just sits in the pocket's a little bit more of a sitting duck in today's day and age. And, you know, those guys who can move and make plays on their feet, the Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, Dak Prescott, those kind of guys have become the guys that they're looking for. So he had all that. And, you know, it was, it was a fun process. It was neat going down to the draft and, and getting to see that. And it, it was cool. You probably were not worried about how he would handle the pressure of being the quarterback right. in a city of broad shoulders, you know, the Windy City. But he's been able to handle that. But it's a difficult process to go through. It's very difficult. You know, there's always people criticizing his and criticizing that. And, you know, he, he catches a lot more flack than he probably should. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks who aren't any close to him that get a lot more credit than he does. But you know what? That doesn't bother him. He knows what he has to do. And um, he knows how to do it, and he handles his, himself beautifully. And, you know, he, he tunes out the outside, and he worries about what he does. He, he's very comfortable in who he is, and, and uh, that makes him so, so special. How cool has it been for you to have him include you in some of those big moments? That's been neat, and, and to be a part of it and, and to have him keep you as part of his life. And, you know, I'll text him before games, and he always texts me back. And, um to go to the draft and you know come down to a game you know in Chicago unfortunately we only get to the cold ones because gotta wait till our season's <laughs> yeah, you over have, but you, you want to be busy yeah. as late as possible so, uh, you know he, he's done a really good job and he comes to the camp and he comes back and works out and you know he worked out with Ian the one day in the summer and you know it's just been nice to to let it have him be a part of Mentor and and, and us so as you look back over these 23 years, what are some of the, not necessarily specific moments, but what 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 things do you kind of cling to overall, generically Well, speaking? you know, I, I sit here every day and think how lucky I've been. You know, I've, I've had, I haven't worked a day in my life. <laughs> I got to retire at 56 years old or whatever, and um, I, I've got to work with such great people. Um, the assistant coaches have been just phenomenal. The kids we have here, the parents we have here are just outstanding, you know, and to watch them grow and not just the football part of it, to watch them become husbands and, and fathers and successful in the business world, got a bunch doing successful in, in the coaching world. You know, it, it's it's just been, it's, it's, it's been amazing just to sit back and watch and, you know, got the two at Ohio State now and the one at Michigan yep. State. It's and you know i've got a lot of successful businessmen lawyers uh, you know doctors you know, it, it, that's been the coolest part and that's really what our job is as a high school football coach you know my job's to win games i get that we'll win games my biggest job is you know have we turned these guys into good young men you know they're great fathers yeah. they're great husbands they're successful in the world then i then i know i've done my job well and, and that's been the fun part of it just to watch these kids and they'll contact you and come back and see you and that's that's the coolest part of it it's kind of a fine line that you have to walk between as you say you have to concentrate because you want to win games sure and, you know that's what life's all about win your matchups but you you look big picture Absolutely. and big picture is the development of these young moldable individuals into young men into fathers into future coaches or future yep. ceos and, things. and that's and that's really what it is and i think too many people 
now in this profession look at it you know in high school it's still and really in college it's still about developing them into men and and, and we too many people lose that sight you know if you do your job right you're still going to win games yeah you know you just got to do your job right and remember really what my job is and uh you know i think we've done a good job of that here you have a young uh, uh, talent here on the defensive end that's getting mm. some notoriety. This is is this unprecedented that someone may be playing as a freshman? Uh, he will play. He will He's, play. He, now, is, may, he is a big boy. Tell me a little uh, bit about this young man. And again, I don't want to overhype because no, this I don't want to overhype because he's yeah. he's going to open up against Eds and Ignatius, and he's going to play luck, like a freshman. <laughs> he's going to play like a freshman, and I get that. And um, yeah. You know, He's six five and he's two forty five and he moves and he plays hard and even more important than that he's a really good kid he really I mean he 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 wants to do well he cares he's good to people he's a really exceptional leader he his guy's the limit for him he can, you know he can stay healthy and keep developing he's he's got special abilities you know kind of like the kid who just went to Ohio State you know he's in that that type of you know, he plays well, he'll end up at Ohio State. And, I mean, he's, he's a special talent. Last name is Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. Vernon Vernon. Re- okay. yep. So keep, keep your, uh, remember that name. And you mentioned a young kid who just went to Ohio State. I see Noah. Noah Potter got his, you know. Yeah, they the, both the, did the, this they, week. They, was they, their black yeah, stripe? Yeah, their black stripe. That That's kind of um, cool. It was cool. Uh, I think Ryan got it, what, Monday? removed and then no what was yesterday thursday so it was kind of cool so, all right yeah that way boys you know <laughs> went out there and got their stripe off so you know are proud of what they're doing and proud of what nick's doing and, and all the guys we've got a boatload of kids playing college football and that's fun and you know that will be one thing i really will enjoy going to do um getting to go see that because i don't get to see a lot of games yeah um at least until the very end so to, to go see a little bit more of that i will enjoy that part of it and also, you have to learn how to kind of help these young people comb through the in, the attention that they're getting from colleges as it ramps up from sophomore year to junior year. How has that changed over the years in terms of how they come at you? Social media is a big thing. How do you it's, it's different from that standpoint. And, you know, they're, they're, here they're still kids. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to, you know, they... They still do boy things, so you gotta you gotta keep them in mind. But they're really well raised at home, and so we haven't had a lot of that. But you know, you gotta talk about it. You gotta teach them, and you know, hopefully, as a coach, you use your phone the right way. You know, when you follow on Twitter and or what Instagram, Snapchat, whatever all those things are now, <laughs> I try to do the best I can. But you know, if you do it right, they see how you do it right. You you don't, you know then they're going to see it. And a lot of habits come from how, you know, what kind of role models they follow and what kind of people they're looking up to. And, you know, so if I do it right, then I, I think they tend to see how to do it. And uh, that's what Coach is talking about. You know, and, and we do talk about those things and try to help them along those ways. And there's just so many things that they're dealing with nowadays. I, I, just, I just think, you know, 20, 25 years ago, it was a whole different animal sure. for what kids, you know, were – what was coming upon each right. young person and nowadays you've got to play so many different roles in order to help them kind of navigate this world there's so much pressure out there there's scrutiny yep. there's peer pressure amongst each other um and then there's the x's and o's you yeah. know how do you deal with it all so you got a lot i mean and and, and we we try to do a lot in the off season we spend a lot of time we read uh, as, as a team we read a book 
and then we discuss that book every week and we discuss the topics of it each month and, and we carry that like this year we did chop wood carry water and that's about the process of becoming great and, and things you need to do and you know so we really um, our strength coach puts a big part of that in uh, Jordan Wilcox into our strength program so mm-hmm. we we have the kids five days a week all year long so you know we really try to adapt that into their into their lives and how they need to do in football outside of football and you know everything we talk about in in this program is about life not just friday nights those are what five ten fifteen hopefully weeks of the of yep. the year out of 52 you know so depending on how much they play so you know we really talk and making them and down the road and in their life and how they do it and so that's really what we focus on more than the the game day part of it so how exciting is it to go into this campaign knowing that you've been you've been able to take Metter right to the doorstep and you've got a very good team and you have the makings of an outstanding team so how exciting is it just to look forward to you know St. Ed's Hello. Right off the bat. Week, week one, <laughs> less than two weeks from uh, as we sit here in your office. I don't know how Coach Lombardo talked me into that game. <laughs> <laughs> what was that conversation like? <laughs> Come on, Trip. No, <laughs> he's a good guy. We, we, it should be played, and you know those games should be played. Those yeah. games should be played for Northeast Ohio. Um, nobody wants to see a team that's way better than who, who wants to go see that. So you want to see Ed's Ignatius, Ed's Menor, Ed's you know, well. Ignatius Benner, all whatever, you know, yeah. Hoban. You know, you want to see those big games because that's what Northeast Ohio deserves. Great football town, and they want to see the big games. and And I like being part of those, and and it, and it's fun, and 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 that's what you want. And you know, we look forward to this year. We have got a great group of kids, and um, you know, but you know, learned long ago, you got to stay healthy in this game, or else you go from really good to really average quick. You know, they kind of killed us a little bit last year. We lost a bunch of guys down to, at the end, and. Yeah, you got to stay healthy along the way, and and uh, and hope everything you, you keep getting better. So, how are you dealing with these final, you know, final first practice, final first game of the year? You know, that, that everybody's kind of pointing that stuff out. Yeah, they is, are, and, um, and I am too. I, I said I, I was very excited about the final equipment pass out day and the picture <laughs> day because I don't like either of those days. But uh, you know, the biggest part, I know the biggest part I'll miss is the relationship I have with sitting in here in this office with the coaches and getting to talk to you guys and and being around the kids. And, and that I'll miss the most um, of any any part of it. And But, um, you know, I'm at a good place with it and, and, and looking forward to this season. Best of luck to you, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate you being here. Thanks very much to Coach Trev and best wishes to you in your retirement. By the way, over the course of the first 30 episodes of Tellich Talks, we have talked to other high school football and basketball, just high school coaches in general. And so I invite you to check them out in our archives. Chuck Kyle, the head coach of the very successful St. Ignatius Wildcats. We chatted on one of the episodes. Ted Ginn Sr., who does so many things for the youth in Cleveland as the head football coach of uh, Glenville High School and the man who runs Ginn Academy. Uh, We talked to Coach Ginn as well, and Max Stevens, a former NFL football player himself, whose son is a player with the Denver Broncos. We had some unique uh, chats there in terms of what he has been doing with his high school football team, the Cleveland Heights 
Tigers. So we chatted with the, over the course of the, the first 30 episodes, we've had some conversations with other high school football coaches. And I invite you to check those episodes out if you are so inclined. And thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you the next time on Tellage Talks.